1: My name's Richard and you're watching the Positive Arsenal podcast. Hi, Richard. Welcome back to my channel over and over and over again, uh, featuring everything to do with Arsenal. This is actually the fifth episode of the Positive Arsenal podcast. Um, I know there hasn't been so much to be positive about the last week or so, but we're going to try the best that we can to be as positive as we can, despite everything that's going on. Um, before we get started, just a reminder, this, this is currently going out live on YouTube, on Facebook and on Twitter. So wherever you're watching it, please give it a like. Um, and if you haven't done so already, please nip over to YouTube and give the channel a uh, subscribe as well. And if you want to be part of the show for any comments, just drop them in the box as well. I we can go through them as we go along. So um, I've got some very special guests joining me tonight to have a good conversation about everything that's um, that's going on at Arsenal, both good and bad. Um, first of all, uh, joining me is returning to the, to the channel it's Paul, all right, mate. How are you doing, you all right?
0: Very well, Rich. Thanks for having me on again.
1: Oh, thanks for coming back on. Always uh, always awesome. a pleasure to, to speak to you. And also we've got our um our pretty much resident panelist and also our positivity guru. It's Andrew. How are you doing, mate? Hello, mate, you're right. Yeah, not thanks bad for me
2: on. Um, I don't, I'll never take it for granted, mate. I'll,
1: I'll always keep trying as hard as I can. Give it 110%, you know what I mean? Well you you're doing you're doing fine, you're doing fine. <laughs> and you finally like and finally, last but not least, uh, someone I've been um, really excited to have on the channel. It's his debut um, on this channel. Really pleased to welcome Lee. How are you doing, mate? You all right?
3: Yeah, yeah, I'm doing, Richard. All right. All good. All good. Thank you very much.
1: Good, good, good. Um, so, there we go, then. That is the panelists. And this is the Positive Arsenal podcast. So. Where do we start then? I mean, um, I know we don't really want to dwell too long on it, I guess, but um, last, our last result, of course, our last performance wasn't the greatest one, was it, if we're all honest? Um, I did actually see a, a shocking statistic the other day that we're actually 92nd out of the 92 football league clubs on chances created in the second half of matches this season. For a, for a club like Arsenal, with the forward players that we've got, I, I just find that staggering, really. Um I just can't really understand why that's the case. Um, there's obviously reasons why. I think maybe we need to have a little look at that. So, if we maybe start with you, Lee, why do you think we're struggling to create any chances really at all in games at the moment?
3: Oh, that's a good question. Isn't it, like, you know, so personnel. I think something to do with it. Like, you know, I mean, the midfield balance is not quite right. And I have to say that with under under Mikel, I will have to say that I think he's being far too cautious. I said mm. it before. I say it again. I think that he's. He's, sk- he's more it seems he's more afraid to lose games than go and try and win games and um, I think that's been a little bit of a, a worry for me I, I have to say the last few games let's be honest um, I haven't seen a very entertaining game at home this season in the league I think we were no. struggled against West Ham struggled against Sheffield United the game against Leicester was poor and Lily <clears throat> L- 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 said about um, last Sunday's game the better really so uh, I think that they're, they're the ingredients I think that i I think that you know he, uh, Arteta was desperate to get at a wire at the bit, uh, in the transfer window. That didn't happen, and I think from that moment on, we've we've struggled a little bit to to find the right balance of midfield players. And I think that he's got to try and work it out from here to January if uh, if we're going to make some um, inroads into this uh, top four and uh, and whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, so do you think it's more personnel then that needs to change? Or do you think we can maybe... I know you said Arteta has been a little bit um, cautious, which I, I believe I, I'm with you on that. I do think he is. I mean, do you think that maybe we need to start taking a few more risks? Yeah, Letting I think... the players we, press themselves more, maybe, yeah, rather than changing I, the personnel.
3: I, well, I think a slight change of personnel would, would help, but also I think a change of system. I think we're... F- He's got to look at getting his defenders, the, the fo- defenders that he wants, and start trusting them. I think at the mm. end of the day, he's putting he's putting players in at the moment and trying to cover up block holes and and all that instead of what he's saying, really trust the back four. And you know, you've, he's been given given the chances to Mustafi. He's, he's got Holding in there. You know, Chambers is looking like he's coming back now, but all all of those players, he's wanted to get out, or whether it be through a loan system or selling them, he doesn't trust that right side of the defence. It, if you if be honest, Rich, you have to look at it and say, uh, and all credit to Villa, they targeted it. They knew exactly where mm. their weaknesses was <clears> and they bombarded it from start to finish. And when you've got central defenders or defenders, when, when a forward gets the ball and his first uh, fault is to drop 10, 15, 20 yards... You, you have to turn around and say, um, you know, that's telling you all you need to know. So, I think he's got to say, right, I'm going to trust my defence, whatever it is, play a back four uh, and get the extra man in midfield. We The game was lost on on, on um, Sunday, just, not just with our defending, but we, we lost the midfield battle because there was two against three, three players in there with quality. The reason that he's playing three in there is because he's trying to shore up the back too much. And I think that, he has got to look at that and say, right, I'm going to trust these defenders, get the right personnel in midfield and, and start playing players that are in form. You know, there's players at the moment that are being given chances, more chances than they deserve, if I'll be honest.
1: Yeah, no, I, I don't really disagree. I mean, what do you think, Paul? I was going to cut Andrew? Andrea, he just disappeared. What do you think then, Paul, about hmm. sort of, you know, what, what, what needs to change if we're going to start... Being able to at least create more chances in a game, even if we're not scoring goals, at least let's create some something. Do you know what I mean? We're just not creating, are we? That's massive. No, impact. we're not.
0: No, and it's, um, I completely agree with what Lee was saying. He, he seems more concerned about losing games than, than, than winning them. Um, and I'm just not... The front three are all right, but I'm just not too sure that we've got anyone in there, really, that is ready to go in there and, and create chance. I, th- I think personnel is the biggest problem. I don't really see anybody that can that can slot in that kind of number 10 position really and and create anything. Um I think you can you can experiment with a front three. I think everybody's crying out for a, a bummyang to be played down the middle. Maybe give Pepe a little bit more of a run in the side. You know, we got more options out wide than we have through the middle. So it'll be interesting to see what he does but I, for me it's personnel is the is the biggest problem and just we, we all hate the the, uh, the phrase that Wenger always used about the handbrake, but maybe just need to release that a little bit more.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think that, that's that seems fair. I mean, what about yourself, Andrew? What, what are your kind of thoughts on the cautiousness about the way we're playing, really? Because I think that's what it is, isn't it? It's very cautious.
2: Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with uh, everything that uh, the other guys have said. And um, Mikel Arteta is trying to build his uh, reputation. He's obviously aware of the size of the job that he's got at hand um, being the new manager that's obviously um, big big on his mind but I I think that he doesn't fully trust the defence as it stands although the defence is massively improved as we all can see um, he still doesn't trust it 100% we still make mistakes until that defence can actually play out from the back the way that he wants very very confidently then he won't allow the midfield to really express themselves, which will in in turn, obviously, you know, help the the forward line um, be creative as well. So I don't think that that's um, really, I don't know. It's not really working properly at the moment because of that, I think. And that's the main thing I think Nicolás Tetris. is, he's totally being too conservative. It's really frustrating, really, really frustrating. It's a hard watch at the moment. But we've got the, the bare bones of a decent team there. I, I, he de- definitely just needs to allow the front players and the more creative players to just express themselves and not put so much onus on them to be defenders themselves. You know, build the team around those guys, the ones that can score the goals. And you know, just allow them to play with a bit more freedom.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I completely agree. I mean, the, 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 what, the actual, the biggest worry for me wasn't necessarily the Aston Villa game, as poor as that was. It was actually more the Leicester game before that because we played the free midfield in that game, and um, it just didn't work. Because it's almost like again, he um, he was he told them to to sit too deep. They wasn't no one was pushing him behind the defense, and that was okay. probably worse this for me the, the Leicester performance rather than Aston Villa actually. Aston Villa, as Lee said, they just dominated the midfield with better players in there, and we couldn't cope with that. Whereas against Leicester, we had more men in midfield, and we just didn't use it properly, which was, to me was more of a worry. No right. God, Let's right. say one more quick thing.
2: It doesn't yeah. help either that um, Mikel Arteta literally wants to tell them every single pass to do by standing uh, on the sidelines. Sometimes, Mm. just go and sit down and let them play. Uh, I really do think that that's an issue because I've spoken to uh, guys that, you know, we all probably play football before. We wouldn't want to be... Any job you're in here, actually, it it goes across the board. You don't want to be constantly someone looking over your shoulder telling you what to do. It, It pisses you off after a while. Yeah, my I, you know, yeah. and I think that sometimes you just need to go give them the instructions and just let them get on with it.
1: No, I, 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 t- I, totally, I totally agree. And, uh, you know, maybe that comes down to um, the, the freedom side of it, giving the players the, the freedom to express themselves. And I think we saw actually, I mean, I know we're going to come on to it a bit more later on, but the way Bukayo Saka played for England last night is completely opposite to how he's being told to play for Arsenal. He, he was just given freedom last night to go and do his thing and he was brilliant. And he's not really played like that for Arsenal for quite a long time because he seems to spend half his time worried about giving the ball away. And I think a, a few of the uh, the younger players maybe are, are in a similar way where that they're almost um, scared to express themselves too much in case they lose the ball and then they're going to get Arteta on their back, which maybe isn't helping. I don't know. I mean, the young players is something else we, we can come to a bit later on. Um, I mean, on, on sort of a, a the personnel side of it. I know we sort of talking about maybe making changes to the personnel. One player in particular that comes up a lot when we talk about that is obviously Nicola Pepe. Um, and he's obviously come out this week, hasn't he, saying how unhappy he is with a lack of opportunity that he's been getting in the Premier League. And I think we all can agree that he's not got enough opportunity. But firstly... Um, is he right? Should he have, be having more minutes? And, and secondly, why do you think he's not been featuring as much under Arteta this season as maybe he was previously under um, under Unai Emery, for example? I mean, Paul, what's your kind of thoughts on that?
0: I think it's consistency for me with Pepe. Um, the thing with him as well, he, he does he does get goals, he does create chances, and he's just he's got that ability which not many players in the squad have to be able to create something from nothing. There's very, very few players that we've got in the mm. squad that, that can do that. So I think he's half right in the sense that I think he does deserve more chances because when you look at his performances in the Europa League, although sometimes he can be a little bit frustrating on the ball, you look at his statistics and the goals and assists that he's, he's already chipped in so far, I think we, we need that at the moment. And he is one of the few players that we've got that has the ability to be able to create something. So... Mm. I, I absolutely would give him more of a chance in the Premier League. I would give him a run of games and just see how he gets on. Um, yeah, but I, he does. He just needs to be a slightly more consistent for me in terms of not just working back because I think he does that as much as anybody else does. Um, I just think just yeah, just being more consistent and just trusting himself because when he runs at players, we, like I say, we haven't got many players that can run run at people and just scare the living daylights out of them, and he's got that in abundance. So yeah, yeah. I, 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 because it's not working, I would absolutely give him a run of games and just see, see what he can do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Lee, would you, would you be tempted to give Pepe maybe five, six, seven games in a row and see what he does with a run in the team?
3: Well, I, I, I would, but he's not, he's not Mikel Arteta's man, is he? Didn't no. sign him. And I think yeah. that's a big thing. I really do because, you know, um, Paul brings up a great point there about consistency. Well, yeah, Willian's been consistent. You know what I mean? But um, not been the consistent that I want. But he seems to be playing week in, week out and being given lots of chances. Why? Because he's Arteta's signing. You know, um, I I think what worries me about Pepe is I I watched him against Dundalk. I know it's Dundalk and you forget about the opposition. He's playing really well, scoring scoring a goal, playing really, really well. 60 minutes, He's taken off. People turning around and saying, no, "Oh, that's <laughs> he's playing against Manchester United. That's why he took him off after 60 minutes." Well, he didn't. He didn't play against Man United. So why didn't he let him carry on playing and enjoying himself and get playing well? And it to mm. me says well, it could be two things: one that um, he don't want him to play well because it's going to put pressure on him, you know, and and two because it's not his signing. Because I think that if 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 you really want a player to work. Uh, and I mean work as a as a bit of success You've got 72 million Arsenal Spent on this boy And you would put your arm around him And make it work Make it happen But I, I just don't think it has And I think that If I was Nicholas Pepe I'd be very, very worried About what's going on at Arsenal now Because I would think to myself Right, well I played well In the semi-final against um, Man City Played well in the cup final Against Chelsea <laughs> And then he goes and buys A free transfer for 32 million And he's playing him every week In front of me and I'm just getting um, scraps, if you want, off of off of Willian. Now, if Willian was doing the business and playing well every week, you can get that. Mm. But it, but if I was Pepe, I'd be looking and going, well, hold on a minute, here. Um, he ain't doing well, Willian. Uh, Bamiang's done nothing since realistically um, to justify a, a place in the team other than a big contract. I'm, I'm the biggest paid, I'm, I'm the biggest on the record Arsenal signing here. Now, if you look back in history and everything like of Arsenal playing, the record signings do get a bit more of a fair run than what he's had, in my opinion. You know, you've, you've got to do that. And, uh, um, yes, I, I agree. I agree also that I don't think he's pulled up trees, if I'll be honest, um, in his performances. But then I think to myself, well, it's a little bit hard if when, you, when you're starting to play well, you get getting taken off and then you're bringing in and whatever. And when you look at it, guys... It, does anybody look like scoring in the Arsenal team other than him at the moment? Not in my eyes. I think he's the one that, hmm. that has or, or looks like he could make things happen. Yeah. And then you bring him on with 20 minutes to go in this game. And was he put on there to foul? Because when he when he did come on, we disintegrated. You know what I mean? So, you've got to have the right uh, balance from behind him. You know, so we, so Mikel Arteta can turn around and say, well, I brought him on, and we was one nil down. The game was tight. We end up losing it three nil. You know, so I I I feel there's something not quite right with this because, um, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, but I, I think that it's starting to become a little bit of a worry now that that Pepe is not being given the chance. Where other players seem to be getting a little bit more chances, and uh, I don't think that's right. <coughs> I'd rather have, I'd rather um, we give give him the chances and and and. And, and instead of a 32-year-old uh, player that's had his better days at Chelsea.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're really It's There's a, there's yeah, a good I mean, point there, like, Lee, with the, um, the, the trend of Arteta and the way he treats players that he's not brought in. Because you look at yeah, Saliba yeah. as well, Saliba's another one, which I know there's possibly some personal stuff that's gone on which has maybe affected how quickly he's settled within the team. But there definitely seems to be a trend with how he treats his players and the players that were, were maybe already at the club. So it's a good point that, I mean, all all
1: I would say on that is, I mean, if we go back to maybe this time last year, um, Pepe was starting most games in the Premier League, wasn't he?
3: Um,
1: (laughs) yeah, well, no, but I I think Ozil was a bit in and out of the team, wasn't he? But uh, Pepe was starting quite a lot at the beginning of last season, the first maybe 10, 15 Premier League games before Emery um, departed. He was playing quite a lot. Now, um, I know he didn't... He'd only come over to the country settling in stuff like that, so maybe we wouldn't have expected him to produce his best performances, but certainly changed massively since Arteta's come in. And is that, as Lee says, is it because he's not Arteta's player? I mean, what do you think, Andrew? I know you want Pepe in the team a lot more, don't you?
2: Oh, I don't think I've got so many things to say on this. I mean, firstly... I think I agree with everything you just said. Secondly, how do you, how the hell can he perform when he's um, you know not being trusted? He's literally not trusted. No one passes him the ball. He's the most technically gifted player I think we've got, apart from you know he who should not be named, who's uh, sitting in the stands tweeting throughout the match. But apart from him, he's the one I want to pay to see play. He reminds me a bit of Karnu, because Karnou was the same. He was very quite, you know, erratic and, you know, no one knew what he was going to do, even himself. But he was exciting to watch. And Pepe's the same, but I want to watch players like that. I don't want to watch William. I want to watch Pepe. William should be his understudy and everyone should be getting him the ball. And why do you think the Bamiang's not scoring? It's because of, uh, he, Pepe's got playing. Pepe was linking up with Bad really, really well. He brought him into the game. It, it's maddening because for someone who's taken a while to adjust to a new league, into a new country and, and so on and so forth, as we all know, and for someone who's actually not starting games and not being trusted, his, his return is pretty damn good, you know, in regards to goals and, and assists. Mm. So, I mean, when was the last time he played and he didn't actually have an
1: assist or a goal? Because I can't remember. Seriously. It's from starting, yeah, a I, I starting a game. I don't know from starting a game. I don't know. And even when he's come
2: on, he scored a brilliant goal. Look at Sheffield United. He's actually willing to shoot at goal and all. How many players have we got that are willing to shoot? Hmm. I, don't I don't know. I mean, yeah. It's, just, it's maddening. He I mean, needs to be one of the main key players in the team because we've got some really good defenders now. We've got Thomas Partey in the middle, who, when he played alongside jacker got 50% less passes, yeah, know, less, less of the ball than jacker did. The ball should go through Partey. Partey should play more on the right-hand side and bring Pepe in to play more. Pepe needs to get the ball because he's either going to shoot, he's either going to assist, he's either going to um, score a goal. He, he's... He's the one we need at the moment. We're desperately crying out for creativity, and we've got seventy-two million quid sitting on the bench, not doing nothing at the moment in the Premier League. So that's one thing. The second thing is, just worry very quickly, is um, when you've um, got a player like Pepe and you paid seventy-two million quid for him. Why is everyone moaning at him for not defending properly? I mean, seriously. What would you pay £72 million for someone that you want to defend? He's not working hard enough. He's not tracking back, blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm sorry, but we are desperate for goals. I want someone to like Pepe, and you pay £72 quid for him, to go out there and express himself. And you have players around him to do all the, the running around and the donkey work and the tracking back. Just They should get the ball to him, and he should then do the damage at the sharp end of the pitch, for crying out loud. I don't blame Pepe for being the way he is, i will be exactly the same if I was him. You know, because he's got, you know, far worse players playing ahead of him in the team and who aren't producing the goods. So there you I go. Mean, I mean, yes, he's going to run the ball out every now and then. Yes, he skews the odd pass, but that's like a, ma- he's like a maverick player and you have to accept that. But he is the, the one capable of producing that bit of magic that we all want to watch and we all desperately need at the moment. And that Dundalk game that he said, to Lee, what a goal! What a goal that was with his weak foot. And yeah, I don't understand it personally. I think he needs to play. Of course, he does. And he's one of our most important players, in my opinion.
1: I mean, I, I would just maybe go back to the point that Paul made actually right at the start of, of this little section when he said about consistency with play I don't necessarily think it's it's a matter of consistency in performances, which he's not going to get when he doesn't play. I think it's more about consistency with his decision-making during a game when he's playing, because he, he will go from doing something unbelievably fantastic like the goal against Dundalk or several other goals and assists that he's done to within five minutes of that, Going up blind alleys, falling over his own feet, and making the wrong decision, and he does. He goes between the two of them constantly throughout the game, and I think what Arteta wants is for him to be more consistently making the right decisions. And is he going to be able to do that when he's on the bench? No, of course he's not. He needs games and time on the pitch to be able to, to be able to to transition that and to be able to become more consistent in his decision making in the final the final kind of ball decision-making sometimes. But, I mean, it is quite a tricky one. But now he's actually come out and not exactly criticised Arteta, but he's made it public how he's feeling. I know it was in the French press, and maybe translation sometimes doesn't always come across the same. But I just think that's a dangerous game, because when you upset Arteta, he he doesn't... It it really wasn't like
2: that, though, if you read it. I mean, it it was totally overblown. It was like clickbait headlines. If you listen to and read the yeah. actual transcript. It was nothing like that. He said it was all down to himself to prove his worth, um, to be honest. But yeah, it's, it's one of those clickbait things, really. I wouldn't read too much into that, to be fair.
1: Yeah, no, possibly, yeah. But I mean, ultimately, he's still come out in the press and, and expressed his dissatisfaction with... Um, the current situation, uh, you know, and whether he, he meant it in the same way that he's been portrayed. Yes, I agree, probably not necessarily, but um, I just feel that's a bit of a dangerous game with Arteta because he has got a history already of discarding players for reasons that we don't necessarily know—personal reasons, I think, sometimes. And like Lee said at the beginning, he's not—he's not Arteta's player, is he? So I don't think Arteta would have any any problem at all, just um, putting him to one side like he's done with some of the other yeah. guys.
3: I think. So I, if he, I think um... So, sorry, Gold. Sorry. No, I think he'd be on dodgy ground if he does though, Richard, because he's already mm. already out Ozel on on the highest paid thing. If, if you're going to start um, benching or not even playing your 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 biggest asset, which is which he is, let's be honest. You know what I mean? Um, mm. I, I think he would be under dodgy ground. I think that mm-hmm. if I was Pepe, I think he's played it quite clever because he is, I think got a little bit more power than what perhaps we think because because of those things. I don't think he's really said too much wrong. He's come out and said that I'm not happy, that I'm not getting enough game time. and I, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? I, I think it's obvious. You know what I mean? I'd like to play more, but I don't think he was disrespectful in what he no, said. No, 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 no. But if I'll be honest. So, I, I, I think... and Listen, and I thought I'm going to be really honest with you here. Really. If, if Arteta was to, 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 to do this, go down the route of dumping him again, it's not going to be good for for him and his man management um, assessment, because at this moment in time, I, I, look, look, I It sounds like I'm not an Alceth fan because I am, you know what I mean. But I think he's doing real. But there are sort of questions and and people hovering around at this moment in time. You know what I mean. The vultures are hovering because they're looking at um, the mistakes he's making and and seeing the negativity side of it. And I get, that. I see, I and we're, we're bringing up negativity stuff here uh, that. We, you know, Arteta can't defend at the moment, and so I think he, he would be going on the dangerous ground if he sort of annihilated um Pepe, mm.
1: yeah. No, no, I, I, I agree. And but having said that, though, I, I just find it um, is it a coincidence that since Arteta has been promoted, if you like, to, to manager as opposed to head coach, it seems as though the performances of the team have dropped and certain players don't seem to be quite as on board with it as they were. Now, I don't know what's gone on behind the scenes for that. Maybe it is a coincidence, but the timing of it does seem to be, you know, towards the end of last season, I felt, and I'm sure we all did, that we were moving in a really positive direction quite quickly. Um, And Arteta was doing a really good job with sorting certain players out that hadn't been performing, um, getting the team to defend properly. Um, But we were also able to, to score goals and win games. But this season, that none of that seems to be happening. It, even the defensive side, it, it, it's still not great. We're still not keeping clean sheets very often, and I don't know it, it, the, the timing of it with him. I say with his kind of extra responsibility, if you like, that has been given to him by the club. The club clearly trust Arteta, which is which is fine. So maybe if he did decide that he didn't want anything to do with Pepe, would would that really would from the club side? The club will probably back his judgment because they've to be backing his judgment on everything else so far, don't they? Well, if no, he's not winning matches, it will Well, yeah, I suppose. Long term, of course. But at the moment,
3: they seem to be... I've got a little theory on this. Uh, You know, I I, I think that Arsenal have not played well since the 25-name squad being named. And Mm. when that was named, uh, and leaving out Mesut Ozil, for whatever reason, rights or wrongs and that, it is quite popular with the players. Mm. And I think that players have looked at that and thought, if he can do that to him, well, hold on a minute, I can do it to me. And I think that maybe mm. I'll set of coming out and saying for football reasons, I've letting him out. Every single player in that team knows that it's not for football reasons. And I, I think that the players have just, you know, having a little wobble with him. I'm not saying that he's losing the dressing room, don't get me wrong. But what I'm saying is, there's something not quite right, but by that, by that decision. And I think that, you know, You've got to understand this player's coming into training every day. I, I, players, friends, you've got to go and talk to him. And then, you know, he's not then in the team over the weekend. I, I don't think it's a good situation for for the players, the manager and everything there. And it, it's no coincidence that since, since that 25 main squad was come out with 1-1 won, won and lost three in the league.
1: Yeah, and he's got one goal as well. <laughs>
3: Yeah, so it's, I'm not saying it is, but that's my theory. I think it's No, that, that, more that makes more
1: sense certainly in, in terms of, you know, looking at a, a, a sort of a, a point where maybe things started to change. That seems to coincide with that, doesn't it? So it could well be that. I mean, I, I put out in a video yesterday that, I, or the other day that um, there's no way that there's players in that Arsenal squad that would back a decision to leave Mesut Ozil out on footballing reasons when we're not creating any chances? I mean, how would you think Aubameyang will feel knowing that our most technically creative player probably in, in the group is, hasn't been selected for footballing reasons? He, he's not going to be happy with that, is he? And there'll be a few others. So, yeah, I, I do think that may possibly have caused some issues, but um, we're not going to probably know, are we? Because it's not going to come out at this, at this stage. We're just going to speculate in, and, you know, but at the end of the day, we can only really judge on what we see on the pitch on a on a weekly basis, and at the moment, as you said, there since that squad came out, yeah, the performances have dropped off quite sharply, quite quickly, actually, surprisingly so. Because I've been quite shocked, actually, at how poor we've been since maybe the first couple of games. Of the see, I mean, I know the first home game wasn't great, but um, suddenly we, it seems to have gone downhill rapidly, doesn't it? And maybe that is yeah. maybe it is, then Maybe you're right. I, I mean, yeah, it's certainly um, it's certainly worth. Uh, considering I suppose um, I mean moving on to um, these young players that we've got now I think maybe um, we all had really really high hopes for a lot of them didn't we um, the, the group that's coming through you know Nelson Willock, Eddie and Kettia, Ainsley uh, we we'll maybe leave Saka out for a second because I think he's maybe progressed at a faster rate than we anticipated but do we feel that these young players have really progressed at the rate they should have but bearing in mind they've all played a lot of games in the first team over the last couple of seasons you know some more than others but they've all made Quite a lot of appearances, plenty of appearances to have started to improve. And do we feel as though they are progressing at the rate we expected? I mean, Paul, if I come to you first on this one, what do you, how do you make about the the progression of these young players?
0: I think it's been good, but I think some of them, <clears throat> some of them have been given more of a chance than others. Um, I think Willock lately has seems to be playing more in the first team. I think looking at the I think he's the one really that actually we could we could give a run of games because I think he's he's got a real engine on him and he's he's not he's not an answer to that number ten. Um and he's certainly not a defensive midfielder either. He's one of those that's kind of a little bit of a box to box midfielder if you like and gets up and down and he he can do that for 90 minutes. Um, and I've actually been quite impressed his in performances over the last mm. couple mm. of months. Um, Nelson I think Nelson deserves a little bit more of a run of games, um, potentially more in the Europa League. I don't think he's played as much as 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 he could have done. I think even he deserves more of a shout over William at the moment. Um, and then you got Eddie. Eddie plays. I mean, certainly towards the end of the season, it looked like he was he was favouring Eddie over Lacazette, didn't he? For for quite a while, he was playing games over Lacazette. Um, he did that a little bit as well at the start of the season. Um I mean Lacker got a, a couple of goals in the first few games, but after then he kind of he likes to switch between those two, doesn't he? Really? Him and uh <laughs> him and Lacker and, and Ainsley, I think Ainsley's the one actually that he's been a bit unlucky in the sense that he can't really seem to nail down a spot in terms of a position on the pitch. He seems mm. to be used a lot as a wing back, which I think he does a good job. Um I think he's 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 openly said it previously, isn't he? That he's, he sees himself as more of a kind of an attacking midfielder, if you like, which he wants to play. But I think all four of them are progressing well. I think given the situation we're in, we could do with them progressing a little bit quicker, <laughs> maybe to the same yeah. the same as Saka. But I, I think I'm certainly not gonna say anything negative about the, the group of youngsters that we've got coming through. I think all of them are, are worth sticking with for, for a little while, certainly and just seeing how they do progress. And given the situation we're in, we just we need that to happen a little bit quicker, don't we?
1: <laughs> well, yeah, ideally. Like, like you said, I mean, if they were all progressing at the rate that Saka's progressed over the last yeah, yeah, year, exactly, yeah. we'd be flying, wouldn't we? And I suppose everyone yeah. developed at different rates. And like you said, some have had a little bit more game time than others. I mean, Eddie's had quite yeah. a lot of chances, I think, in terms yeah. of minutes on the pitch, starting games and stuff like that. So um, I think they've had enough opportunities. And um, I, think, I think this is quite a crucial time now moving forward for some of these young players because, you know, they're yeah. getting 20, 21 years old now. They're not 18, 19 year old now, are they? They've they've got two or three years experience in the first team, in in and out of the squad, in and out of the team. So I think that's a time for them to really push. I mean, I know Andrew's a big, massive fan of these young players, aren't you, Andrew? I mean, um, mm-hmm. do, you, do you still feel that they're progressing at the rate you would have expected them to, maybe a year or so ago, when some of them kind of breaking through? Um, personally,
2: yeah. I mean, what we see of them, they are all really good quality players. They're just, they're obviously not getting a decent, lengthy run in the team. But we've got to remember that every young player hasn't got to be, you know, <clears throat> one of the most exciting, best players in the world. You know, they, no. they, we are... You know, a squad needs to be full of, of really good, useful, quality players. And that's what they are at the moment. And who knows where they could go sort of longer term. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm mostly concerned about make the niles because he was persuaded to stay. But if he's, if he's not played. I mean, I don't understand. He's not even in the uh, Europa League. He's, he's come on as a sub. And if he's not going to play, why, why didn't he just sell him to Wolves? for 20 yeah, 20 million I, I don't understand that at all because we all like make the Niles. we all were desperate for him to stay uh, when he was playing really well at the end of last season and that i don't understand uh, on the side of Enketia, uh, i i really like the kid because i think although he hasn't scored so far yet this this season apart from see europa league but i think he's come on in other ways he looks more He's got to get it West Ham.
3: You
2: know, get it's it's oh, yeah, he did. Sorry, yeah, beg your pardon. But he, he looks stronger. He looks more aggressive. He uh, he seems to, have, you know, bolt up a little bit. And he's got a better attitude. I think he's... Um, I love his attitude at the moment. He, he's got that bit of devilment in him, a bit of fire in his belly, a bit more like, you know, Ian White. You know, I'll go back to that Leicester chance that it was an own goal and he was really angry that Pepe... Uh, it went in off the defender, rather than the ball went to him, so he didn't he, he didn't score the goal. And I, I love that about him. I, I really love that devilment, you know. And uh, I'm pleased with him. And uh, what could you ask uh, for a better sort of understudy centre forward than him? Really, he's he's Arsenal through and through. Uh, been at the club since he was a kid. He does score goals, and he really tries hard. He doesn't, you know, he leaves everything doesn't leave anything on the pitch. Uh, he, he's closing down, you know, non-stop running. Uh, so yeah, I'm happy with him. I don't, I don't really get the, uh, you know, the criticism that he gets because he, he's doing a great job for us. And if he, if for the next year or so he's a, um, a bench, you know, it's like a super sub type striker, then brilliant. You know, we haven't got to buy one. I you know, I think he's a great uh, squad player. Willock, 100% should be on the bench and Nelson. I think. That, I mean, I don't know whether you guys saw the training video that came out today, um, quite a long one. It's uh, Nelson looks so sharp. He's got so, really good skills. And he, both him and Willock have shown their technical quality uh, against uh, lesser teams, obviously. Everyone has to say that as a caveat. But they, they, they can only play the teams that are in front of them. They've they played exceptionally well in the Europa League. Mm. And again, creative players... Willock, again, Willock's obviously not the same style of player, but similar drawbacks to Pepe because you have to take the rough with the smooth. But he is a goal-scoring threat in, from midfield, which we haven't got. And he gets in the right place at the right time in the <clears> box. <throat> Some of his finishes that he's done are outstanding, literally outstanding, you know, really composed, uh, sharp finishes that he does. And um, we need him. Uh, we need him on the bench. And there's no excuse not to have him and, and Nelson on the bench. Now I know that Nelson was injured uh, for the last Europa League games, which is fair enough. But he's back now, so I, I don't understand why they both wouldn't be on the bench. Um, personally, but I'm I'm really happy with them. And I, I, you know me, Richard, I can't wait for one other guy to come back into the first team fold as well onto the bench. And would be this guy with it. Yeah. Ah uh, yes 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 yes. Yeah, just look at him. I love him. I absolutely love the kid, and I uh, I'm so happy that he's back fit, and I'm looking forward to seeing him play from the start in the next Europa League game because there's no excuse for him not to play now, and he could be the answer to our creative problems as well. So he needs a chance, and great to see him back fit.
1: Yeah. I mean, what, what, what how are you kind of assessing some of these young players' progress over the last sort of year, 18 months or so?
3: Well, I, I think it's been a lot hit and miss. I think I think sometime, somewhere along the line, you've got to have the opportunity. And I think that that's been not not given to them to a certain degree. Let's, let's, let's take uh, Nelson, for instance. You know, you would have either sat in there in the summer and thinking, right, I'm the backup to Pepe. And if anything happens with uh, Pepe, I'm going to get me opportunity. Along comes Willian. So now, all of a sudden... It's, it's even harder for him to get into the team. Much, much harder for him now to get into the team on a consistent basis. He's done very well, by the way. But at the, at the end of the day, you're always going to get thrown at it. Oh, it's only Dundalk or it's only Leeds in the Cup or it's only this and that. So there's always going to be a struggle there for him. But I, I, I've, I've liked him. But if I'm going to be really honest with um, Nelson, I don't think he's kicked on to the way I expected him to. And that's because of lack of opportunities. I don't think he's been given a fair crack. That's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. When you look at that, and then you assess that with someone like Eddie, who I think's done okay, as, as Andrew said, and all that, but he's not going to be an Arsenal regular in my eyes. For for he's a could be a good squad player, but not not a regular um, that's going to take us to to, to winning trade striker like that. But I think a fantastic backup striker, but has had loads of opportunities, loads of opportunities. It, unfortunately. As you say, with, with, with uh, Smith Rowe, injuries have, have, have played a key for him because I think he would have played in these Europa League games. And there is a position, I think, in the team at this moment in time, if we're going to go with three in midfield, there's a position up for grabs. Now, whether that will be Saka playing in that position or Sobias or Willock or, or, um, or, or, or Smith Rowe, I think there's an opportunity then and they've got to take that chance um, in the, the Europa League. So then you get on to your next thing, well, has Willock took his chance in the Europa League? Yeah, too right he has. I felt, you know, we haven't got one midfield player that scores goals, He, he scored goals, he looks dangerous, he creates goals by his, his penetrating runs into the box, which I would get home goals mm. from. Um, the reward for him was um, you, you stay at home, you, you watch it on, on telly, mate. You know what I mean? And I think to myself, well, okay, right, fair enough. So again, you get back to this continuity thing and that, like you know. And you go back on opportunities, I'm going to say it now, I'll, I'll have arguments with everybody about it, and that uh, also a major, major problem that Arsenal have had is when you've got a player that comes into the team and plays his absolute skin out, can't play any better for 10, 11, 12, 13, 14 games, and you end up winning the cup, you end up winning the charity shield, playing really, really well, and the reward is I'm going to sell you to Aston Villa. And I don't think, whether you think he's a better goalkeeper or not, my point I'm making is, right as you're going to say to one of these youngsters, you come in the team, it doesn't matter what you do or how well you play, as soon as so-and-so comes back, you're out. And I think that's set up a, a, a thing where... It didn't work with um, other managers I can say like this down at Spurs with Pochettino Because he had the policy of if you play well You keep your shirt As soon as Harry Kane was uh, fit they, they chucked a player out and scored an hat trick What happens? Pochettino Lost the dressing room, we all know what happens I think at the end of the day If you're playing really, really well Week in, week out To the best of your ability, making no mistakes in that, How can you be dropped From a team? I don't see it. You know what I mean? Like, you know. So, again, another, mm-hmm. player, another player left out of the team through through uh, not footballing reasons. The reason that he was so was because we needed the money and off his off trotting. Now, at the end of the day, I don't care if he was at the club for five years, six years and not doing nothing. You have to be lucky and get an opportunity at this football club. Like, like uh, Smith Rowe, like Willock, like Eddie, they're all waiting and chomping at the bit for an opportunity. Sometimes it never comes. You know, I could, I, I, you know uh, and I'll tell you one player that I can go on at. David Bentley was a great, great player in the youth teams at Arsenal. Mm-hmm. Could not get into the Arsenal first team because of a certain Robert Perez, a certain uh, Freddie Lundberg. So, in the end, he had to move. Opportunity didn't knock. But it doesn't mean to say he's not a bad player. This kid's waited, waited away, got his opportunity, his reward was out you go. And I think that these sort of decisions make a big thing, it's a big impact on what's happening now. I, don't, I don't, Whether you agree with the number one or whatever, I think, by the way, away done nothing wrong to be left outside. But you know what it's like. We've all played football. Oh, I hope, you know I mean? I hope, I've played football when I was injured or suspended or something. You going, I hope the team wins, but I hope the young number. I'm number eight has a bad game. But if he was playing yeah. well, he's playing well every day, you think, oh no, like if you got a three game ban and he's manning the match in three games out of three, I ain't gonna expect to walk back in that side because if I did walk back in the side, yeah, I, I think well, if it can happen to, to me, it can happen to no. somebody else, you know. And I just think it's just true, set, a, set a wrong sort of wrong sort of trend to what's been going on, and and, and because of this, you know, you got you said earlier on, Richard, which is a great point. Look at look at the, the team's dip from the from the community show. and how far it's dropped. Yeah, and yeah. I think there's are reasons why. I, I yeah. totally
2: agree. Yeah, I mean, can I just say one thing just to back that up? Because yeah, L- Leno should have been yeah, basically. I think that Martino should have stayed until the next summer, and they should have battled it out this season for the number one shirt. It shouldn't have just been given back to Leno. It was totally the wrong decision to make. And Le- Martinez, I-, I was gutted when he went because he did everything right. And he never complained once all those years he was with the, the, the team. When he came in, my God, he took his chance. He couldn't have done it anymore. And Leno should have battled to get that shirt back. It's not and, Leno's
3: fault, by the way.
2: No, 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 absolutely I'm not. not,
3: absolutely not. Like I'm not blaming Leno anything like that. i Absolutely
2: out. not. But it, it, it wasn't fair. It, it was not right. And, and we would have been in a much better position now if that had happened, I think. If he had kept his place
3: and um, we said, it tells no, we're not it's telling not you. Fight for position, Andrew. It tells you you've got to fight for position. And if you, if Absolutely. you fight for position and you do well, you're going to stay in this football team. But I look 100%. at the numbers and I think to myself, well, say, for instance, it's Smith Rowe, or if I play well, he's only going to bring Tobias back when he's fit or or, or, oh, or whatever. And you lose a little bit of, you know, desire to, to be a, you know, absolutely, it's all absolutely. You mm. know, take your opportunity. Everybody, you know, I've been mm. in football. You got when you get your opportunity, you've got to take it by the scruff of the neck. You, you you don't get that opportunity, and when you get that opportunity, yeah. make it count. Yeah. when I play football. I was just saying, you know, I I played my heart
2: out because we had a big squad when I was playing, and I, I wanted to keep my position. And, of course, that's what you need. You need that all competition mm. throughout the squad. And it, when you get players like Willock who put in, you know, 10 out of 10 performances, I don't care what your position was. It was the Europa League. And he took the game by the scruff of the neck and he changed the game completely on its head and played out his skin. And he, what, like you said, Lee, what did he get as a reward? Nothing. Didn't even get on the bench for the Premier League game next match. Mm. And it ain't good, uh, it ain't good enough. I'm sorry, but that, it, that really annoys me. Really annoys me because we've got these quality players and they're just going to go fritter away to other clubs without us seeing the best of them. And we'll get another Nabry situation where, that we'll be talking about in 10 years' time. Again, like bloody Serge Nabry. What happened there? So we, we, the same thing will happen if we don't give them a, a fair crack of the whip. And uh, mm. we, we, look at our front line, sorry, uh, in the last game. It probably had an average age of about 103. You know, between a lot of them, <laughs> Combined, we,
3: we need, we need to that, we need to blood these youngsters. We need to. Another good point just come off the top of my head is a certain player from Brazil called Martinelli played really well in three games when um, bamiang was left out. What was his reward? I don't know. <clears> he don't get I mean, he don't me started he on that. that. So yeah, so these are little worrying little things that that when you're a player, you're looking oh. in the room, especially if you're a player. Say like Mesut Ozil and I said this the other night. You're sitting in the dressing room, and he's not happy, but you're happy. At, you're you're, at, you're you know you're in the team, you're doing well and all that. But he turns around and says, "Look what he's done to me!" Bad. Yeah, yeah, terrible about that. Like, well, look what he's just gone and done to, to Martinez. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, that weren't good, was it? Then 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 he goes and does it to Willock. So now you go around, and you go and that weren't very good, was it? Willock. So all of a sudden you've got Willock now. Yeah, I ain't too happy about that. Like, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden he does it to you. And then you've got Mesut Ozil and Willett going, cool, you know what I mean? That's a bit of Oh, yeah. And all of a sudden, what have you got? You start getting a, a little bit of anarchy, and all of a sudden, you start losing the dressing room. And that is what I'm saying. So you've got to mm-hmm. nip it in the bud and do things properly. You've got, you know, always players said to me, a manager but be, be, treat, a, and, and Mikkel must know this as well, treat a player like you'd want to be treated yourself. uh, Has has that been the case? Not in my eyes.
2: I I think the reason for that, though, Lee, if if some of you agree, but that is because of his inexperience as a manager and his worry about getting everything right. Because he will know all that stuff that you just said because how long ago was it he retired? Only three, four years since he retired playing.
0: So he will know
2: what's going on in the changing room and how players are because he's, he's that close in age to a lot of them. Yeah, the other thing—I
3: th- think he's too worried of losing, don't you? Because of his, his inexperience. The other thing is—is is when you're a coach, all right? You know, and you're you're a player, you you get left out. It's not the coach that's making the decision. So, so when it was at Man City, it was Pep. You know what I mean? So, so he left out Torre. Just saying Torre all of a sudden. What's he get? He goes down to Mikel Arteta and says, "Ah, oh, he's left me out," and all that. Well, yeah, not my decision though, was it? You know what I mean? Now. As the manager, he, he, the buck stops with him. He's not at the one yeah. So you know when you go up to it, when you you know why have you left me out? Well, oh, that's his experience. Like that's what I'm saying. saying.
2: <laughs> he hasn't dealt with that before, is he? Yeah, that's
3: the problem. A, it's, it's a t- it's a tough thing mm. to leave players out of football clubs, even at, mm. even even um, semi pro level, or even in the, like the fets if you play on a Sunday. You know what I mean? You can sit uh, the old man. when I go on the Vets, watching the Vets team, we've got a decent Vets team and he's looking at uh, and 16 players turning up and he's going, oh God, oh God, I've got to leave one out or all that. It's not a nice job. doesn't I matter mean, if you're getting paid millions or you're not, it's still a tough job. And I, maybe it doesn't sit well with him, but part of managing, if you want to be the manager in the top, you have to make those decisions. You have to be ruthless, but also kind. <clears throat>
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. 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 No. T- 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 yeah. totally, agree. I mean, j- just just quickly just going back to the goalkeeping situation, do you not maybe feel that Leno's looked a bit shaky this season, hasn't he, so far? Do you not think do you reckon this is maybe part of the reason why? Because of all that, because- that went on with, with Martinez and stuff like that. Because he hasn't looked the same, as he, this season as he did last season. Before his injury, he was he was brilliant, wasn't he? Let's be honest. Leno was brilliant. No but competition, this now, is he you won't
2: get dropped because there's no competition anymore. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, is that that the reason as well? I don't know. He's just not looked confident. And you'd imagine he'd be more confident knowing he's not going to get shot. But he's looked I don't think he's looked confident personally, but I I don't know what the situation is. But his performances have certainly dropped off um, quite a lot since before his injury because he was – last season, he was brilliant, wasn't he? He kept us in so many games. Um, And then he's come back now this season and he's looked – very, very shaky, I think, so far. I mean, whether it's still the injury playing a part, I don't know, but I'm not I'm not sure. I mean, that decision's made now. There's nothing we can do about it. We've got Leno and Martinez has gone. But yeah, I, I agree with Lee to the fact that that could well have caused a few problems in the dressing room, like some of the other decisions that's been going on. Because clearly something's happened, doesn't it, That to change the whole... The, the players aren't, aren't enjoying... I don't appear as though they're enjoying their football now. They were... Towards the mm. end of last season, that was the one thing you noticed, that the smiles were back on their faces when they were playing in games, and you could see they were enjoying it, and the performance is kind of reflective. And now, I I, <clears throat> I get the feeling that they're not enjoying it. They don't look as though they're playing with the smiles on their faces, and you know, is that to do with the way that we're playing, or the system that we're playing, or is it to do with some of these issues that Lee's mentioned in the changing them going on? That uh, We don't know, do we? We're just going to have to see what happens. I mean, in terms of what's coming up now, I mean, we've Coming back from this international break, we, we go into some really, really a tough run of games, don't we? Um, we've got Leeds away. I know they've lost a couple now, but that's going to be a difficult game. Wolves at home, that's going to be a difficult game. And then, of course, uh, the big one at, um, away at Spurs. I mean, looking at those three games, the way this season's gone, I wouldn't be surprised if we won all three of them or if we lost all three of them. Um, but, I mean, it's difficult. So, I mean, what, what are you thinking about those games, Paul? Do you think we can come back from this break obviously having played quite poorly last few Mm. weeks overall and do you think we can come back with these tough games and really change the way we've been playing the whole mindset and that issue do you think we're going to do that or can you see these three games being very difficult for us
0: i think in my opinion it all depends on that leeds game i think you you go away to leeds and you lose that there's going to be a a knock-on effect going into those other two games um yeah. If we can come back and get our heads down and, and maybe get a decent result at Leeds, um, then, then obviously then you, you bounce into the other two with a bit more confidence. But I, yeah, like you say, you can see us winning all three. You can see us losing all three. You just at, at, at the moment, you're just not too sure, um, not really too sure what you're going to get, really. So I don't know. People are people are crying out for, for, for changes in the team. People are crying out for yang to be playing through the middle. People are crying out for Pepe to be playing more. So he's got some decisions to make. I think I don't want people jumping on a a bandwagon, really. He is inexperienced, Arteta. He is going to make mistakes. I think to a certain degree, we have to expect that. And and going back to the players and looking at people like Pepe, you're saying that we've got to take the rough with the smooth. I think we've got to do that of Arteta as well. I think he's definitely going to make mistakes. But... For me, personally, I wouldn't swap him for anyone in the world right now, Arteta. I really wouldn't because I think he's got the makings of being a great coach. I think there are things he could be doing better. Um, And I think going back to Lee's point about the the man management of it all, uh, I think maybe it looked like he was doing that quite well when he first came in. And he was, like you said, he was putting smiles back on players' faces. Everyone was was looking like they, they were happy to be playing for him. I think they're they're still coming out and saying that. They're still coming out and saying we believe what he's trying to do. But, yeah, it's just a couple of things. And that the whole Ozil situation and him being left out of the the squad, for me, that had a more detrimental impact more off the pitch than it did on the pitch. Um, Personally, I would have certainly included him in the squad, but I was a bit more worried about how that was going to blow up In and around the squad, and it and it does seem like that's that's definitely had an effect off the pitch Mm -hmm. as opposed Mm -hmm. to just on it. So definitely, but but we don't know whether that was out of Arteta's hands. We don't know whether they've they've said, look, we don't want him in the squad. You know, he's obviously. I'm not convinced he's made that decision to leave him out.
1: I'm not not either.
0: Above. Not on the reasons that
1: he's that he stated in that press conference a couple of weeks yeah. ago. That, that yeah. just doesn't add up to me. You, you can't right. say you, you've left a creative player out on footballing reasons when the team aren't creating any chances. i say 92nd amount, of, we're 92nd out of the 92 Football League teams of chances yeah. created in the second half of games this season. So you, you can't justify that saying it's football reasons. I'm not right. saying Irving should have been playing every week, but surely he would have offered us in certain games some sort of something to, to give us a little bit more of a chance to score some goals, you'd imagine, wouldn't you? So, yeah. I, I don't buy that at all. Did that reason Actually, if, um, it's probably it's, out of his it's, hands. It's, but...
0: I think as well, if the club are putting Arteta in that position, where he's having to sit there and say that, mm. that's bang out of order as well, really. For a manager that's coming in, he's trying to do the right things, he's trying to make mm. us solid, he's trying to get us points, he's trying to make us win games.
1: Yeah. You know, he
0: had, he had such a big job just trying to bring... Everyone back together again and everyone being on the same page. And it's, he did that to start with. And now it looks like he's been thrown curveball after curveball with it's more, more so with this Ozil situation, really. Um, because, like you say, there's no way he's made that decision to leave him out and certainly not for football reasons. So the club putting him in that position is, um, is not fair in my, in my opinion. But um, going back to the original question, yeah, I think it all depends on that, on that Leeds game. I think if we can get a decent result there, hopefully keep a clean sheet, then we can go into the next couple of games with a bit of confidence and, and maybe pick pick something up. But I'm a bit worried if we yeah, come back from a two-week break, having played the way we did against Villa, we lose against Leeds. You just don't know what's going to happen after that, if that's the case, really be a
1: long I way mean, back <laughs> no no I mean so what what then how many points can you see us getting in them next three games in what do you have out of nine what can you see realistically
0: Who was the second game We got Leeds. or was the one in between that and Spurs
1: Wolves at home
0: see I'm more concerned about us at home than I am away because when you look at what we yeah, did at Old Trafford yeah. you know I know people are having a pop about how we've played the last the last three games but That Man United game was in the middle of those poor performances, and how good were we at Old Trafford? You couldn't couldn't have played that game any better, tactically, in my eyes. If he tried, he did everything right. Bit lucky with a penalty, but we had more than enough chances to put that game to bed. So, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go six. I think we'll win two. I think we'll, we'll drop points against one, as long as it ain't Spurs. <laughs>
1: I was just going to say, it mean, better not be Spurs that we uh, no. that we drop the points to. Um, no. But, but, yeah, I mean, um, if we lose the next three games, will you change your mind about Arteta? There's a question for no. you.
0: No. No. It needs uh, time.
1: And Luke, Luke has put there, he thinks, three points out of the next nine. I mean, Lee, what are your kind of thoughts on these? Obviously, they're important games now, all three of these, aren't they? Massive. Mm. It's a massive part of the season, I think, not only for us as a club, mm. but I think for Arteta as well um, to really step up now. Do you think that's what he's going to do? Can you see us getting some positive results these next three games, as difficult uh, as they look? I couldn't agree
3: with more what, what Paul said. I think, you know, it is... You know, and the next three out of four games, by the way, are, 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 I think with the Europa League, are away from home. So, we've only got that one home game in our next four. Uh, the away form, I don't think it's been an issue all season. I know we've lost a couple of games um, against Liverpool and Man City, but I, I felt that we've yeah. been in those games. So I, 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 I'm like Paul. I feel that going to Leeds, I feel more confident with the Leeds game and yeah. the Spurs game than I do the Wolves game because yeah. I don't think we need to change systems, change personnel, or change the style of play in those games because I think if we play like that, let leads come onto us, I think which is what they will do. I think that we've got we've got more than enough to be able to hit them on the break, particularly if Partey's fit. The same with Spurs. Spurs, you know, um will will go for it against us and, and hopefully like we can exploit their weaknesses at the back. Wolves will come to an Arsenal and all of our weaknesses they can expose. So it's a real it's a real yeah. difficult one, like, you know. So uh uh I I, I but I, I, I totally agree with what Paul says. I, I I think if we beat Leeds, I think then our fans is getting Sang against Wolves, whether we have got enough to win that game <coughs> and, and Tottenham. I think we've got enough to get Sang out of those games. So I am gonna say we'll beat Leeds and we draw with Wolves and we draw with Spurs. I think that's what we're you know what I mean like, <laughs> would, would that be good enough? No, it wouldn't. We need to we need to win all three if we're gonna be pushing for top four. That's that's a, that's a must because of the defeat now against Villa. We've got to go to one of the big boys and win again. You know that's why it was a disappointment. You know beating Man United and coming home and losing. So we've got to sort the home form out. So I, I think that, you know, I, I, I dis- The only thing I disagree with Paul. I know that he's not going to change his mind. I think if for, Perish the thought that if we do lose all three games, then I think that Mikel Arteta would be under some sort of pressure, particularly then if we lost the Spurs and. I, I think there would be an, would be under a lot of pressure, particularly when you've got someone like Pochettino in the background and all that. Like I can see, like it, it mounting. But I think that I think the boys are, will. I think Sunday will be a blessing in disguise because I think it'd be a big, big wake up call for everybody at the club, Arteta included. And I think that we'll come out against Leeds, and, you know, if we don't. Get the old tinets on, boys, because you're going to need like them.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely will. So I mean, the cap's made of metal. I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's funny because obviously Paul said six points, which includes a defeat, whereas you said five without losing. And I actually feel if we didn't lose any of those three games, I, I'd be delighted with that actually, because mm. you know, it's
3: I've not got... a bit better points ratio. <laughs>
1: No, it isn't a better points ratio, but we've already lost four games. And if we lose another yeah. one, already, that's five defeats. I think, whereas, you know, even if we do maybe draw two of these, even if you drew all three of them, it wouldn't be a disaster. Yeah, we need to win games, but I think we need to not lose as well. And I know that's maybe one of the problems that we've had in the way we've been playing, playing not to lose. But at this moment in time, with, you know, certainly losing three of the last four, I don't think we can really afford to lose any more for the time being, and these are tough games, aren't they? I mean, what what do you think, Andrew, these next three games? They are difficult games to come at the wrong time, maybe, with everything that's been going on, aren't they? Yeah, well, I'm I'm delighted to say that, uh, well, firstly, actually, once
2: again, I totally agree again, making it a boring show with Paul and Lee on everything (laughs) everything they've just said. Uh, Basically, I think you pretty much stole my thunder, Lee, on most things you said. But I'm pleased to say that all of my negativity is gone now. I've got it all out of the way. And I want to sort of bring a little bit of reality to the situation as far as I'm concerned as well with regards to that result against uh, Villa. And I think that we have had a poor start to the season, but I think it's been blown up out of all proportion. And I think that the Liverpool game could have gone a different way. Yeah, I mean, Lacazette missed that easy chance to make it 2 all, Um, you know, to for a start. The same with Man City, we could have, I think we should have won that game personally. It was, I think we were really quite unlucky with that. Leicester, we had the goal disallowed in the first couple of minutes, which would have changed the whole Mm. uh, perspective of the game uh, when we lost that. And Villa were just brilliant on the day. And they completely hit us from the first minute and knocked the stuffing out of us. And... They deserve all the credit, I think. We had a very poor game, but I think that was because of, of Villa. Yeah, uh, We can't take anything away from them. They literally, in the first minute, they scored a brilliant goal, which should have stood. You know, it was offside by the letter of the law, but Leno ain't going to get anywhere near that shot. It was an amazing goal. Brilliant. And they just, from that moment on, they they completely controlled the game and put us on the back foot. And it was one of those days. And they did the same to Liverpool... Don't forget scoring more than twice the amount of goals and then scored against us. So, you just have to take your hat off to a team sometimes and say, fair play, mate. You, you had a great game. And uh, so, I think that uh, things are being blown out of proportion. But everything that we've said about Arteta, uh, regarding concerns or worries, are all completely and utterly valid. Mm. But at the mm. end of the day, I do think that he is still... Uh, an excellent manager, and I've said on my own show, Paul, you know, a few times, I would not swap him for any manager in the world at the moment. You know, I, I've got so much belief in the guy of being a great coach in the future, but he's he's, he's inexperienced and he is going to make mistakes, and uh, we just got to put up with that a, li- a little bit. But I've still got a lot of faith in him, and I think that we are going to go through the next three games unbeaten. I'd say two wins and a draw. Um, but last last season. Um, Lee, what I think we had some good results, obviously after Arteta our, our took over. But my favourite, well, probably the best result of last season, was the win away to Wolves um, when we beat them two 0 I think it was a, a, such a good result that was and a good performance.
1: Yeah, it was. It yeah. really
2: yeah. filled me full of so much confidence that did. But yeah, they are probably you know the, the toughest of the three in lots of ways. I know it's, it's a stupid thing to say, but. I think that we'll automatically raise our game against Spurs, you know, and the fact that our manager used to play for us and played in North London derbies is going to be a help in that sort of situation, and it could be a good good result um, there. But I I think that out of order, and the most likely draw probably is the Wolves game. But uh, I'm quite confident about all of them. I'd say that I'll get seven points out of the nine, and I'd be really happy with that personally. We're gonna get it Let's let's face it. it was another thing you said, Lee, it is something I I mentioned on my show on Wednesday. It is a really, really good time to have got that result against Villa with the international break. Because although what Arthur said saying I'd w I've run over a match again tomorrow, it's a great thing because he's gonna be stewing on that result for two weeks. You know, he's gonna be losing sleep. You know what he's like with regards to being like having an elite mentality, and he will be doing leaving no no stone unturned to to try and rectify this issue. I I, I believe that I really do, and I think that the the two week international break could be a real good blessing in disguise. That that defeat came when it did because I think he will be uh, yeah really stewing on it. I really do. So we we will undoubtedly get a a real reaction I think against uh, Leeds when we come back next Sunday.
0: Yeah, I mean, I yeah. We need I a reaction, do Can we? I chuck a scenario at you? All three of you, actually. Mm-hmm. Say, I know, mean, obviously, Andrew, you said it's been a, a poor start to the season. But you look at that Villa I mean, game.
2: Results-wise, results wise, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. But you look at that Villa game and you look at the Leicester game. Had we won one of them and drawn one of them Something in the way. first eight games, having gone away to City, Liverpool yeah. and United, you'd be that's saying a- that's a great start to the season.
1: Well, well, if we beat Villa and draw with Leicester, we'd be top. That's the point
2: exactly. I made regarding the the Liverpool game could have gone different. The, the Man City game could have gone different. The Leicester game could have gone different. We scored a perfectly good goal against Leicester that everyone forgets. It should yeah. not have been disallowed, and then they would have they would have had to change their uh, their plan for the match after going behind within the first two minutes. Leicester, it would the match wouldn't have played out the way it did. No, and, no, no. You know, we, we, we lost. There. We lost um, uh, Partey the second half against Villa. We lost yeah. uh, David Luiz, who was having an incredible game against Leicester at half-time, basically. He had to go off immediately after the, the restart. Uh, we've, had a lot, we've had a lot of bad luck. and I'm not, saying, I'm not blaming that yeah. at all. I'm just saying that mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying that I'm disappointed with the way that we've been playing throughout the, the season. And sometimes you do have to take your hat off to the opposition. People forget... That you know they want us to dom- dominate games for ninety minutes, and they're not happy if we don't. But we've got to remember that this season, in the, more than ever in the Premier League, the results have been, just been going mental in the first few weeks. Teams have turned over other teams really big, you know, big time, you know, and they've had massive defeats. Liverpool, Man City, they've all they all have. But we've you know we've got. To be, I'm not saying we've got to expect that, but every now and then a team are going to turn up. And play their hearts out, and have a cracking game against us, and just 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 win you have to take your when that happens, you have to take your out at- sometimes, but i i am not really, really down, and I think this is what I said I think it's been overblown just slightly because we always overreact as fans, but I think it has been we have a slight overreaction reaction after that result on Sunday because I don't think it is all doom and gloom, and I think we've got the bones of a really, really good team. We are a couple of plays short. We all know that. But our manager is only short of experience because I think the quality that he's got and the the feeling the that he's got of being a great coach is there for all to see. And I don't think we should just throw that away at the moment just after one bad result um, against Villa.
0: No. I think my, my, my point was it's just such fine margins, isn't it, between being yeah. a decent start to the season, a really good start to the season, and being awful. Yeah. Nice, um, I mean,
1: I I did say, though, earlier on in the season after the the West Ham home game and in the Sheffield United home game that um, when you're not playing well, as we didn't in either of those two games, and we did scrape victories and you think, well, that's, that's not a bad sign, but you can't keep doing that. You have no, to start no. playing better. And I think have, for me, go on, go on. you know, whatever the results are these next three games, <laughs> right, you know, we, we could, as I said, we could potentially win all three. We could potentially lose all three. I'm more um, going to be looking at how we play, what Ryan, reaction that we've had from the, from the Villa game. Even if we lose to Leeds, if we've, if we've shown a reaction and we've, giving it everything we've got and we've maybe been unfortunate or Leeds have just played well on the day. They've got players to do that. You know, they, they can beat anyone on their day. So, you know, but if we go there and, and we put in a performance away from home again, if we then follow that, with a good performance against Wolves, whatever the result. And obviously we have to play well at Spurs anyway. We know that. So, you know, if we put in three good performances, even if we get just three points from them games or less, you've you got to say, well, at least there's positive signs there, which would be better for me than if we go to Leeds, play poorly and scrape a victory and then maybe... Scrape a draw against Wolves playing badly because you can't keep doing that. We we're not a good enough team to get away with that. You know, Man City might be able to, Liverpool might be able to, but we can't. If we consistently play poorly, we're going to lose games, and that's what's happened, unfortunately, in recent weeks, isn't it? And that's yeah. for me, that's the biggest thing I want to see in the next three games: is that the performances improve from what they have been over the, certainly over the last four or five games. Um, Man United apart. That was a good performance, as we said, but that's that's been a one-off in the last three or four performances. Really, we've not we've not really fired. So wonder... well,
2: you can't knock the West Ham result though either, because after straight after we beat them, they went and and uh, got a three-nil win and a four-nil win against Southampton, yeah, no, right there, at the top of the it table.
1: Is... And no, no uh, it's just more our performances, though, isn't it? Our performance against West Ham was poor. No. Well, yes, West Ham played well absolutely. after
2: that, but absolutely, yeah, but. They...
3: You know, we the, they,
1: they were
2: decent results at the time when you, when yeah, you look no, back no, on it, but no, you know, result, Arteta, yeah. is, Arteta yeah. is not going to be happy himself, and he said he said that himself. Uh, uh, the um, pre, post-match press conference, he knows he's that happy. we're playing poorly up front. He knows that, and he knows, and that's what the best thing about that result is that he is going to have to do something. He's got to change it, hmm. and he's not oblivious to all the criticism that he's getting and he will be the one that will want to rectify it more than all of us lot as fans, even. He's got his reputation to protect. He's not even got a reputation yet. He's trying to build one. So he's going to want to do the best he possibly can. I've got no doubt that we will have an improved performance, definitely.
1: Yeah. I mean, let's hope so. I mean, it has to be, doesn't it? It has to be an improvement. I mean, it can't get a lot worse, yeah. let's be honest. You know, no matter how, how badly we play, it's probably not going to be worse than the Villa performance, is it? Let's be honest. So, But yeah, I want to see a reaction in terms of the performance, definitely. I mean, just sort of touching on Arteta on again, I mean, we've all mentioned it already about his inexperience in as a head coach or a manager or whatever way you want to look at him. So do you not feel that maybe we missed a trick with not getting somebody a little bit more experienced to come in alongside him, maybe? Um, I know this is going to sound mental to you guys, probably. And I, I think it sounds mental when I say it myself. But I, I thought this the other day, that actually having Emery with Arteta underneath him to begin with, to, to oh. be with a language barrier. No, just listen. A language barrier. I think that Emery found it difficult to communicate, right? Arteta could have filled that, filled that void in. Arteta's very good defensively as a coach. Emery's team scored a lot of goals, even though we let in a lot of goals. And maybe that combination could have worked. Now, I'm not saying that that would have been a long-term thing. Maybe he would have given Arteta some experience of not necessarily them being first and second, if you like, but maybe almost a joint venture, maybe. Maybe bringing Arteta in alongside Emery when he was struggling with the language barrier. I don't know whether Arteta would have wanted to do that. And then maybe Arteta could have got a bit more experience, and then he would have been ready to take the reins on his own maybe in a year or two. I don't know. Not necessarily Emery, but that's just an example. Do you not feel that maybe he, would, he may have benefited or may still benefit from getting some, a bit more experience coming in and helping him even maybe Arsene Wenger to a degree just somebody with a bit more experience this is a big job we, we know it's a big job we said it's a big job and you know it seems as though maybe he's struggling a little bit with the man management side as we mentioned and a few other aspects that I think he needs help with I do I think he's a great coach and I think he has got the, the, um, the potential to really take us forward but I do feel at this moment in time in a difficult period he maybe needs more help. I don't know what you guys think. I mean, what, what, what do you think about that, Paul? Do you think maybe he could benefit and we could benefit as a club from him getting some help
0: from um, some
1: some experienced?
0: I think the weird thing is he was doing everything right when he took over. So towards the back end of last season to the start of this season, it's very black and white. It almost seems yeah. as if it's changed. Why? Mean, this, is the, this is the reason. I don't... I do think the club have put Arteta in difficult situations and I'll keep going back to it in terms of Mesut Ozil and I think that's, Lee's touched on it, that's going to that's going to cause ripples through the squad and I think whether or not they're all looking at Arteta, I'd like to think they're clever enough to think that that wasn't Arteta's choice really but um, I would like to see someone more experienced next to him. Um, hmm. I don't think he would have come to Arsenal as a number two or even joint with anyone else I think he would probably would have stayed at City but um, I would like to see someone come in with a bit more experience next to him um, just to help guide him but I think the job's bigger than even he realised really we all know how big it is but I think the job I think there's so much more to it than just what's going on on the pitch it's so
1: so now he's he's seen that and now he's understanding how difficult it is this could be a good time to say you know what I need somebody I need some help I need a little bit of help here yeah to yeah. really be able to make that transition perhaps. I mean, if he if was going to get someone in with experience, more experience, who would you maybe, who would your choice be perhaps to come in and do that job, even if it's just a temporary job, just until, you know, Arteta can um, get a bit more experience of it?
0: Hello, Russ. I can't even really think off the top of my head who's out there that you could bring in really, but for, for me, I mean, you look at someone like Steve Bold. I mean... Whether or not, I mean, he was he was Arsene Wenger's number two for years, but everybody kind of said that he was not not so much a puppet. But when we weren't defending well, you've got someone like Steve bold that was an unbelievable defender that knows he was a member of that famous back five. He was, you know, he was a great defender. So the fact that mm. he wasn't able to stamp any of that on Arsene Wenger's team maybe says something about how much power maybe Arsene Wenger had, but. I think Steve Bold really. You could look at someone like that potentially. You could work with him, um, but I don't think defensively we've got so much of an issue anymore. Now the the issues really are going forward. But I I, I don't know. I'm kind of I'm on the fence in the in the sense that I want I want Arteta to succeed on his own, and whether that means us riding a couple of rough seasons, hit and miss, you know, a bit up and down. But I think if we stick with him and everyone gets behind him, I think we'll come out of it in the next 18 months, two years, in a much, much better place than we are now.
1: No, I mean, that you can't really argue with that. I mean, what about yourself, Andrew? Do you think he, that maybe could do with some help or would you think that maybe Paul's right that he could just be, ride it out and get the experience as he goes along and make the, the improvements maybe a little bit slower than perhaps we anticipated initially? Yeah,
2: I mean, that, well, firstly, Richard, the, the Emery suggestion, I mean, come on, you're better
0: than
2: that. <laughs> Seriously. But, um First thing he made, first appointment he made was Steve Brown, and he, he's a very experienced uh, assistant. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a really good appointment. And let's not let's face it, when we won the FA Cup and we're holding the cup aloft, we weren't thinking he needed any help then, were we? I mean, and we're only like a few games down the road now. So yeah, I I, I don't think I don't think like a pair works. I mean, you know, uh, no, I don't think that works. So we just need to give him time. Well, I, I don't think so. Uh, I think he's got enough knowledge. He just needs to build it up and experience. I mean, he, he's got people he can uh, lean on. Uh, I can't, what's the guy's name who works for? Um, uh, he's he's off with Wales at the moment as well. I can't remember his name.
0: Um, oh, the one that Mourinho had a pop at the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I can't remember his name. He's he's a very experienced guy as well. Um, his name escapes me. Apologies, but. Yeah, I'm quite comfortable with his backroom team. Um, and he's, he's not been shy in bringing people in when he needed them. So I just think we need to give it all time to settle down and, and uh, you know start getting more consistent results. Because we, we haven't got the full team that we need to, to mount the title challenge. We all know that no, as well. No, 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 so we are going to get hit bumps in a row. So just give it time, just be a little bit of patience. And I know it's hard because we all get angry after a bad result. Because that's the the drawback of being a football fan, isn't it? But um, we'll, we'll get there. We will get there.
1: I agree with Paul. Okay.
0: What about Sacker?
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, well, great, guys. The yeah. because they played together as well, didn't they? So they joined a the club at the same time, actually. One one yeah. thing is, I'm not. I'm actually
2: not convinced about as much as I absolutely adore the guy. I'm not convinced Steve Bold is uh, should be sticking around for too much longer. No. I do really, really like Merteseka. I think he's got the right attitude. Um, but Steve Bold is not doing a good job with the under-23s at the moment. No. They're right near the bottom of the league. Um, I think they've got three points out of eight or nine games or something like that. I don't quite me exactly, but it's somewhere along those lines. Second bottom, last time I looked. I don't think he's doing the, a, a good enough job there. And he's obviously been with the club for many years as our Arsene's our, our assistant. And during that, and he became Arsene's assistant during our sort of worst time, really, the last couple of years when we didn't qualify for the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think it might be time to maybe replace him. And I don't like saying that because Boldy's a legend. I love the bloke, but uh, I don't think he's doing a good enough job. So maybe we, can- we could change him.
0: We did pinch all the under-23 players, so the ones that are any good, they're all <laughs> they're all with the first wow. team. That's <laughs> true, though. Like, yeah, yeah.
1: He's
2: got a lot of good, talented ones come through in the end as well, but he should be doing better than they are. They really should. Yeah.
1: No, no, I agree. I mean, what, what about yourself, Lee? Do you think we just need to ride this out with Arteta for a bit, or do you think he maybe could do with a bit more help in I certain know. aspects?
3: A couple, couple of things, great great points by everybody there, but a, a couple of things is David O'Leary was, was touted to come in at, at board level, and that was blocked for some unknown yeah. reason, yeah. Um, um, which I think that somewhere along the line, you need someone that's going to be up there for you, batting bat for you, if you know what I mean, in the, the boardroom. Yeah. So, I feel that that, that that was a missed opportunity. Um, Freddie was there, of course, until the end of last season. He's not been there this season, so I think there is a, somebody... A room for somebody in there And I, I believe A Tony Adams Or a Dennis Bergkamp Sort of someone That's Knows what it's like To win things at Arsenal Knows what it's like To be an Arsenal player Knows the standards It's set So just behind the scenes You know Things are not going well <coughs> look, This is how Arsenal Should be playing This is the standards Of this football club Which I think Have been been, ab- uh, have been Allowed to diminish Year in Year out So you need to get People in there That go Oh this is not how it is This is not how it's done and move it, move it for there. So, I would like to see a Burkham or a Tony Adams come in there and all that like know. With with yeah. Steve Bould, we of Steve Bull's Steve Ball's job is not to win football games uh, at, at that level, It's to get players come through. So, if we get two, two or three players in the next year or so come through from the under-23s, then he's doing his job. So, that's how I see that. But I, I totally agree with what Andy's saying there. He's, he's not been... He is a legend, isn't he? And I feel like, you know, he hasn't quite lived up to those legendary status. So, does it sometimes, does it mean bringing in an old player and all that? I think it does. I think it's important. I really do. I think he needs mm. to, to have the fabric of the club. You know, what players are, what it's like. You know, Steve Rams apparently, um, I know this off you know, for close hand, is a very, very good coach, you know, so um, speaking mm. very highly of all that so and that uh, was a great point just made a little while ago uh, saying that when, when we was winning the FA Cup no one was questioning our coaching staff then you know I, I see the, 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 the thing is when you're playing in cup games and um, uh, you know the one-offs the league is a different animal you've got to be more consistent It, and that is why the best teams win the league because what the league does it shows you your weaknesses. It will bring up your weaknesses over 38 games. It will show you faults, and it will show you the weaknesses of Mikel Arteta. It will also show up the weaknesses of the of, of the players, and I think that's what's happening at the moment. And it is important that they ride these through. I, I there was a question here coming up there if Arsenal lose their next three games under Tower. For me, he's got credit in the bank for the FA Cup. He's got credit. I, I think at the end of the day, there's credit in there. You know, the guy has won the FA Cup. It's not easy to win trophies, and he's gone and done it in his first season. So, you know, give, give, and I've, I've, I've seen people, people disrespecting that he's won the FA Cup. Come on, you know what I mean? That's a great thing. It's not, and it, it wasn't just winning the FA Cup by beating, you know, having a little bit of luck going down there. We've the <laughs> teams in the FA Cup that were top, top class teams. Top class. The one thing I will say about Arteta, and I, I feel that I need to say this on a positive note, is. That he's, we're all of a sudden, when people say, oh, there's no improvement, or we're oh, this and that, and we, it seems like I've been bashing him a little bit. Since he's come in, we've started to beat the big teams. We've beaten Man yeah. United away. We've beaten Liverpool. We've beaten Manchester City. We've beaten Chelsea. What other manager has done that like, you know what I mean, over the, over the course of, um, uh, of, of the season? We've gone to Liverpool in the cup. And beat them in, right on penalties We've gone to Leicester and won in the Cup you know, Unfortunately, we've got bleak Manor sitting in the next round But there's nothing to stop us going there and doing that So we oh. are, there are things that you've got to look on And say, right, they're, they're the good things So when you can beat teams like that There's no reason when I look at Wolves, Leeds and Spurs That we can't do the same yeah. So see how it is after those three games If they have lost those games I'm not saying that we should If, if we've lost those three games and he's carried on playing the same team, Lacazette up front, bamming on the left and the and back three and things like that. And he's lost all three games without changing things. Then I'm going to be wild on things could be a little bit wrong here. But say if he changes the system, changes the style, we're unlucky. I don't think, it, it depends how we lose those three games. If we are to lose those three games, I'll be making any judgment on him. But this, this moment in time, I'd still keep the faith.
1: Yeah, go on, Andrew.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, make another point before I uh, cause I've got to go, unfortunately, in a second. But a um, f- couple of points: he took his first took charge of his first game on December the twenty sixth, which was less than eleven months ago. Lost three months as well because of the shutdown, and he's not had a, a, a preseason at all to work with these players on the training pitch. Mm-hmm. The only time he's had on the training pitch really is between games, which is like three days. So he's got like a warm down session, you know, and then a light session before the next game. And and he's straight from one to another. And when he joined the club, it was the worst time possible at at the Christmas um, fixture list as well. He's he's not had any decent quality time with the players on the the training pitch. So you've got to give him that, you know, that as well. He's not had the easiest start in his management career, for God's sake. No, no. You know, we've got We've got to take that into account because that is a big, 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 big thing. So um, just just lay, lay off him and let him do his job for a little while. That's the main thing I'd say. You um, said, Lee. I mean, God. to actually When you actually put, think about it properly and logically that he won the FA Cup, bearing into, taking all that into account, what I've just said, unbelievable. I mean, mm-hmm. he did it the hard way as well, you know, with all the, the teams we've beaten. And I'll, I'll tell you now, I, I honestly, honestly think, and I've been saying this for a while, I think our name is on the the Carabao Cup as well, which is not the big... We're not aiming at that. I just think we're going to win that as well. I, I think we'll do over uh, Man City. Look at the teams we've beaten in that as well. Leicester, Liverpool, last two rounds. We've got Man City now coming up. I mm. wouldn't put money against us beating Man City and going on to win that cup. We know. And uh, already have the first piece of silverware in the cu- cabinet. Um, in February or whenever the final's going to be. So yeah, I'm 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 happy with the way things are going. Not with the results, but I'm happy with the way things are going um, under Arteta. So I'm I'm going to keep the faith, and I, I do think he's the right man for the job. Uh, I wanted to get that in though before you know I, I've got to go because I'm overrun as it is. So no problem. I
1: mean, just before you go, Andrew, where can people find you then on social media, on your channel, and all that?
2: Yeah, actually, just have a well, one quick plug because it's a really important show coming up on Sunday. It's uh, from Bell Square to Wear on YouTube. Um, please uh, give us a watch, like, subscribe, all that sort of stuff. But um, on Sunday, got at eight o'clock. There's a mental health special, which is, you know, and I can I can actually hit, almost feel and see people rolling their eyes. Uh, you know, when I say those. I don't care. it's really important thing to me, so it's something that's very, very important to, you know close to my heart. I've been going through it I've been wanting to do this show for you know quite a long time, quite a few weeks, and I, the reason I haven't and like it keeps getting postponed is because I'm actually going through that right now, you know in my life, and it's um something that is affecting. You know, so many thousands of people at the moment throughout the UK and, well, millions across the world because of this pandemic, it's like a silent killer in itself. And people Mm. don't really sort of think about that that's going on within this pandemic. People being locked, you know, in lockdown, elderly people not being able to get visits from their family from one end of the country to another, maybe having to live on their own you know, uh, people's lives are turned upside down, and you can't go out, you can't go and you see your friends as normal, and all that sort of stuff, and people must be suffering terribly at the moment like, uh, you know, and I, I'm sure they are. So I'm doing a, an open forum where I would want many as many people as possible to uh, join in, you know, join in the chat. Have a, just Even if you don't, just have a listen, and if we can help some people, with the guests that I've got coming on, who are uh you know sufferers and sort of um people that have got more knowledge than i have in the uh the field then i don't you know can help one person and I'm, i'll be happy um so yeah get as many people as possible to watch it on sunday uh it's not I'll, i'm not doing it for anything like bloody you know subscribers or anything like that i'm doing it because it's a, a subject close to my heart so I want not just Arsenal fans, just all Arsenal, uh, football fans in general. It'd be great to get them in, on board, and I'll be sending out a couple of tweets over the weekend. And if you can get as many people retweeting that as possible uh, for me, i would be really grateful as well. Uh, and on Twitter, I'm at From Square. If you give us a follow there, then you'll see those tweets that I, I send out over the weekend.
1: Fantastic. Um, I'm sure um, we'll all be
3: watching Good that.
1: Um, Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, so uh, say, thanks for coming on again, Andrew. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Um, yeah, so, like that. Cheers, <laughs> Cheers, mate. Really good. To see, you see you again, right. mate. Thanks, oh, yeah. I'll probably, probably see you hey, Sunday. Night. Yeah. How take you, care. Man? Thanks for thanks for having
2: me on. Take care. Bye
1: bye. Have a nice, you yeah. soon, mate. Well, I will say from Dal Square to where a uh, good show that's going to be on Sunday. Actually, uh, important issue as well. So make sure that you all tune in for that. Um, just before we finish here, I just I couldn't not mention. The England game last night um, and mainly, of course, the performance of our very own um, Bukayo Saka, of course. I mean, what a fantastic um, performance he gave for England last night. I mean, what, what are we making of that? I mean, he was brilliant, wasn't he? What a fantastic young player he is. I mean, he's to me, he's the best player we've produced for our academy probably since the likes of David Rowcastle. you know, I honestly really believe he's going to... There's nothing he can't... How far he can take his career, I don't think. I mean, what did you make of his performance last night, Paul, for England, Sacco? It was brilliant.
0: Oh, oh, he was superb. There was a reason he got man of the match when he was um, He was yeah. absolutely brilliant. I, I still can't figure out what his best position is because he can play anywhere down that flank, can't he? And he's yeah. brilliant. He can play fullback and he's brilliant. He can play wingback and he's brilliant. He can yeah. play as part of a front three and he's brilliant yeah. at that as well. So... Yeah, that that can be a help and a hindrance for him. That's the only thing I would say. Um, I think it'd be good. I think for me, he's more dangerous going forward. So, yeah, if Artet he's going to stick with playing with that three at the back, then obviously we're going to have wing back. So he's he's probably going to be one of them. Um, personally, I'd quite like to see us try and get to a four at the back and have him have him a bit further forward. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's. It, there's nothing I can't say that hasn't already been said about him. He's he's absolutely superb, and he and he is the best yeah. thing to come yeah. out. He's progressed so much quicker than than anybody else that we we've 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 got coming through. So,
1: I, I think for me, actually, as well, apart from how brilliant he he is in terms of his ability on a pitch, it's just how um how level headed he is and what a down to earth guy. You know what I mean? He's not. Nothing goes to his head. He's he's not getting too big for his boots, is he? He's yeah. so down to earth. It's just fantastic. And I say, that's why he kind of maybe reminds me a little bit of David Rowcastle in, in in that yeah. kind of way as well, for his whole kind of attitude as well. It's just fantastic. And I say, I'm so excited about where his career can go. I mean, what about yourself, Lee? What did you make of his performance last night? It was brilliant, wasn't
3: he? Yeah, I think... Um... What I tell you, the great thing about it is, it's, it's nice to watch an England game with an Arsenal player in an it. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. I, it's the first one I've watched. I, 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 that's the first one I've watched for ages. Because honestly, yeah. I, I, I watch yeah. it, see, see all the Spurs players lining up. See you later. Turn yeah. it off. You know, <laughs> mate, yeah, exactly. I'd rather, I'd rather watch Scotland or someone like that. You know what I mean? So it's great to great to see that. Um, and I thought, you know, uh, I, t- I totally agree with what Paul's saying there. I think that at some stage. We've got to sort of say, right, this is his position, and he's yeah. got to stick to it, whether it be in a midfield three or or, or a left back or whatever. I think last season, by the way, when he came in at left back, I thought he was absolutely outstanding, absolutely mm. outstanding in left yeah, back. Right. But I'm a little bit what what, what what you guys are saying. He's probably too good a player to play left back. If yeah, you know, yeah. but yeah. I thought he was absolutely outstanding at left back. You know, what I mean, it was, it, it, him and Martinelli, by the way, were were a joy to watch. On many occasions on a cold portsmouth night and and uh some games like that but i thought they were fantastic yeah. but i i think that maybe it is further forward where i'm gonna I'm, I'm i'm like you guys i don't know but i you know i disagree with uh uh i'm gonna disagree with you there about uh that richard about um since david So i think probably since jack Wilshire. i think jack Wilshire was uh, outstanding for us until he got injured yeah. You know, what I mean, it was yeah, a great. Play. Yeah, that's oh, fair enough. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I do, I do go on those lines though that he is a, in that a bit. If he stays his fit, I'm, I'm, I'm. I think that we're going to be talking in the David Rowcastle, Jack Wilshire, Liam Brady sort of uh, mold here. This is a player that I think you know, with a left foot, you sort of relate to him, didn't you, with a left foot? And uh, yeah, you know, Liam Brady, yeah. Liam Brady at that age was the sort of same sort of what I can remember as a kid. You know comfortable on the ball, goes, I love the way he glides past people, just drops his shoulder and goes past people. I think he's got, you know, he's our most creative player in our team and he's 19, you know, 18, 19 and I think he's got a fantastic uh, future. We don't mention uh, Ashley Cole on uh, at any stage. Russ, Russ, I've just seen there saying Ashley Cole. Yes, he wasn't too bad but I think Jack Wilshire <laughs> was before him, right? Yeah, getting, uh, but, but yeah, be, actually Cole was a fantastic as well.
1: I think just with Jack Wiltshire maybe because his career never really got going with us, because for him. Got him. for
3: him, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And I agree, he probably was. Um, yeah, I mean, he probably was one of the greatest players that's come through our system and got into the first team. So yeah, I mean, I maybe didn't didn't consider him just because of his injuries issues. But um, Bukayo Saka is just, I think he's just an amazing player and lovely
3: player to watch, isn't he? Just, yeah, yeah, I like sitting there. Uh, for sick of England games I'm going to be honest guys I don't care if England win, lose or draw I don't no. care so watching him the, last night I can put my feet up and just enjoy it because when when he's playing for yeah. Arsenal I'm a little bit too tense I, I yeah. enjoyed watching him yeah. play last night so long, long may it continue um, you know he ain't going to play the next game anyway because uh, Southgate's not uh, not very good but um but when he does play, I, I I will sit there, put my old slippers on, and just enjoy um, Saka. I love him. I love watching him play football.
1: Yeah. And I say, I thought I mentioned earlier on in the show, I felt that he was able to play with a lot more freedom last night as well, wasn't yeah. he? You know, he was. It was in a left wing back. Um, position but he was just allowed the freedom to get forward and you know he he knew he could lose the ball he lost the ball a few times a few sloppy passes here and there but it didn't matter did it because he knew he could just carry on doing what he was doing and in the end I mean what a great uh, that's probably the the best performance I can remember by an Arsenal player playing for England for a long time you know yeah. probably since Ashley Cole in actual fact probably I mean i I can't think of one. But I know Jack Wilshire had a game, didn't he? Where he scored two goals, didn't he? One game for England. That was a decent yeah. performance. But, but it's quite rare, isn't it, for an Arsenal player to shine and get mad in a match in the way that he did last night. I mean, even Ainsley, when he came on, I didn't think he's he did. done well. He well, didn't
3: yeah, he? he did yeah, well, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's funny, isn't it? He seems to be getting more game time for England at the moment. And Arsenal, doesn't he, Ainsley? He's had a few games for England this season. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. He's, uh, he's not getting us. Yeah, I don't know is, quite why.
3: Since he's not been in the Arsenal side, he's got in the England side. Yeah. Surfgate's a funny man in my eyes. You know what I mean, so funny man.
0: Yeah. He, um, and, Andrew's yeah.
3: Oh, we'll uh, uh, sorry, it's good.
0: Sorry, <laughs> just uh, just well, one first comment on that uh, on Jack Wilshere. Really, I, I agree with Lee. Absolutely gutted what happened, but he should have been our Steven Gerrard. That's yeah, what he should have yeah. been, and what he could have yeah, been. Yeah. He could have been a one one club man skipper. You know, that's what he could have probably should have been. Um, unfortunately, it's not. Not worked but
1: out, out that way. I, I do feel a little bit though. Not only, yeah, he did have a lot of injuries, but as well, what you've got to remember is I think Bakayo Saka is a lot more down to earth. I think Jack Wilshire yeah. was a bit, you know, didn't quite live the lifestyle he maybe could have done as well, which didn't really help. I think Bakayo Saka is just not yeah. going to do the same mistakes, is he? So I think that's maybe.
0: He? He's got like A stars and A's and all of his GCSEs, you know, he finished school, he did really well. But yeah. I'll tell you something, Arteta's got some decisions to make down that left hand side because for me, Tierney, I love Tierney as well. Absolutely love him. And he's a he's a proper left back. I don't really want to see him as part of a back three, really, although he can do a job there. I think you lose something by by not having him at left back. Then you've got Saka. And then you've got Martinelli to come back as well, depending on where you're
1: going to play in. So you can have Chien back, Sack on the left of the three midfielders, and then Martinelli playing in the Bamiang's position and a bamiang in the middle. And there you go. That's the job done, isn't it? Really? Um I mean what Jonathan put there's a good point as well. You know, Partey's only just come into the team, he's not played much yet. I think we will see a transition in the way that we play, given the time he's got in the team as well. So we need to bear that in mind. And that's a good point, maybe. It's almost yeah. like we've almost forgotten about Thomas Partey because he's not really played much yet, has he? He's only had a couple of games. Um, so, he's been superb, though, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, he's going, to be, he's going to be a great player for us, isn't he? I think
3: there's no doubt. About and Gabriel. Gabriel's been an absolute beast for us.
1: Yeah, yeah. Gabrielle as well. Yeah, and it's it's a shame, isn't it? In a way that um, you know, we've got two great signings, and you know, we've got a, a decent spine at the team. If a man can be played through the middle where he should be, we've got a great spine through the middle of the team, haven't we? To build around, and yes, maybe it's going to take a bit more time. And I think sometimes it is. You know, we said it before. You know, I mean, when when you've just seen Arsenal lose and play poorly, it's easy to react. Um, yeah. Quite negatively, just because you're so right. upset. You know, you. I was at Aston Villa. I was devastated after the Aston Villa game because I, I felt that was such a big game that we needed to win, and to put a performance like that, I was absolutely like raging. But given time to think about it, you, you can you know you can see things a little bit differently. Can't you? When you calm down I a
3: bit, I don't sleep properly after. You know, after we lost that game, I don't I don't sleep properly. I wake mm. up in the night. I, it's, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it's. A, Bloody eight Arsenal, I do really like that. It <laughs> yeah. <So>, affects <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, know what what I mean? a fixture, you know what I mean? Like yeah. So like, you, you react to what the result is. That's why yeah, you I, do, as man. a fan, I, I go overboard when we win and I go overboard when we lose. But that's the way I am as a fan, you know what I mean? So
1: I think we all do. I think we all do. And that's part of being a football yeah. fan, isn't it? It's all ups and downs, isn't it? There's not in yeah. straight line being a football fan, are you? You're either high or you're low. And either yeah. way, not related to reality is it it's just the way that you react and that's yeah. that's what boys and that's why we love it and that's why we're football fans at the end of the day and that's what that's why we do
3: it <laughs> yeah and do you know what i'm gonna i'm not gonna lie do you know when everybody still goes mad about when we won at white art lane hmm. uh in so for i had the ump that day when it walked out there because we was too near one. Be, we drew yeah 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 i, yeah, I, yeah. I, I was <laughs> fucking fuming <laughs> I mean, I, I it's a great thing but at the time you know what I mean yeah. the end game, and I could have shot him that game I'd say like you know what I mean but <laughs> that's how you are is not it like you know what I mean and yeah. I never enjoyed that moment no, because we in my eyes we'd thrown away a two goal lead I know we won but uh, uh, you know uh, that's the way I am you know so like you enjoy it like no
1: the whole point is though for me and I, 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 I've i always felt like this that being, being a football fan it isn't something that you enjoy. You don't enjoy the moments, really, at that, that was no. a happy, You look back That's on good. them afterwards and you look back on them afterwards and think, oh, that was a fantastic to have, to have experienced that. But at the time, you're too tense and it's too it's too difficult to deal with, I think. I've found it like that my whole life and um, it doesn't get any easier. Yeah, um, yeah. The, the good the good times are the same and the bad times are the same but we like you said we overreact both ways don't we And that's unfortunately yeah. the way it is and you know I, I do try uh, we're on this channel to try to keep things a little bit more perspective but it's difficult you know when you've just lost a yeah. game three to, to Aston Villa <laughs> yeah. like you said you know you, yeah. you can't think properly it's, it goes over in your mind and you, 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 you know I'm, I'm like you know angry about it for two or three days you know and Usually there's another game and you can forget it, but at the moment there hasn't been, so it's been worse this week. <laughs> oh, yeah. But luckily England cheered me up last night. Well, um Saka cheered me up last night with his
0: performance for England. Um so at least we had
1: that to take our mind off it, I guess. But
0: but yeah, I mean I just, uh, I just think back to the last six months under Emery. That kind of makes me feel a little bit better about things. <laughs> 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 and run up to that Europa League final. I mean I'll oh, be lost every week. <laughs> oh
3: the Europa League final. Oh god, I yeah. lost so hard for that.
0: Yeah, yes. that was one fun. opportunity that was uh, makes you wonder whether things would have been different had we won that
1: well yeah, yeah. I mean yeah. It have, well, it would have been different in the sense that it would have bought Emery more time because he's yeah. won a trophy. In the same sense that we said earlier, didn't we? Our Tech has won the FA Cup, so he's kind of bought himself time, which is which is right. So Emery equally would have bought himself time yeah, because we've be. been in the Champions League. Don't forget, wouldn't we as well? Yeah, we yeah. would have
3: been. But to capitulate like in that cup final, that was the end yeah. for me for him. Yeah, that was. He definitely. was never going to recover after that. If you no, didn't no. get back up for a final, uh, he, he would. He, he was gone in my book. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah, I. I I'd like you know, he, he, do you know lot like, when he had, he had that? He had no credit. no credit after that game, anything gone, he was he, he, he was a dead man walking after that game, unfortunately. But yeah, it yeah. could have been so different. I just,
1: he, he, I just wonder what would have happened actually. Because so we would have been in the Champions League. He would have won a trophy in his first season, and you know, it's difficult to get your head around <laughs> to, what, what, yeah. what would, have happened. would have been totally different. I mean, we wouldn't be in this situation we're in now. Right. I mean, hopefully we'd be in the Champions League again.
3: And I think yeah. we if it weren't for Aaron Ramsey getting injured, we'd have we might have gone on and won it that too. Because yeah. the the wheels come off when he got injured. It just and we've not really replaced him, have we? That's what I think the wheels come off that season and We've not really replaced I'm not saying he's the great, but the way he played is something that we miss. Someone that goes beyond the striker, makes yeah. things happen. We've missed someone like that, you know. But
0: that's yeah. what I think it could be. Will it be yeah. that? Yeah. The power's
1: He's the yeah. only one, isn't he? The only midfield player that does that, really, that we've got, isn't yeah. he? That gets beyond that. They're the not prepared.
3: in the class of Aaron Ramsey, though. Let's, let's get that right. No, 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 no. Not, yet. You know, not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I don't yet. think he was... A, he's a, Aaron Ramsey was a very, very good player at 18 as well, by the way. You know, if it weren't for that injury, I think it... I, I watched you, I do remember the game against Arsenal. Well, i see say it was arsenal Portsmouth. he scored at Portsmouth. He was brilliant that day. And I think yeah, I remember that. One, 4 one, didn't we? Yeah, he was brilliant. And then he come on, I think the game against Stoke was about three or four weeks later, if I remember yeah. right. It was, yeah, it was.
1: Yeah. He, was
3: he, he was really foot us. He had pace. He had that little bit of, even though when he come back, he'd, he'd lost a yard of pace, but he had that bit yeah. of pace as well. He was going to be one hell of a player, by the way. You know what I mean? And that, yeah. he was dominating that game against Stoke. When they were putting it about a bit, and you think, "Wow, we've got a player here," and him, it was never quite the same, you know. But uh, gutted, really. Another, another yeah. injury cost us what I think with it. Look, listen, Aaron Ramsey wouldn't be at Arsenal uh, for as long as he was when um, uh, after that, like you know. But uh, he would have gone to Bar- he'd have gone to Barcelona, which really would, have, he, in my eyes, he was that good. But yeah, he was super that,
0: that yeah. season. Yeah, was it? 14, 15. Whoa, then, unbelievable. I mean, what did he get? 16 was, goals in the league or something
3: stupid yeah. like that? Because he was, yeah, was he was unbelievable. never quite the same after, you know, no, you no, imagine no. that would have, without that injury. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he was, I mean, I still but think yeah. he, had, he did have a decent, Career with Arsenal, didn't he? Two yeah, FA goals, yeah. the only player in our history to do that. So, you know, and he he, he was a great player. So, but yeah, I agree. You, we never know what he could have become if it wasn't for that injury. Mind because, blowing,
3: Richard. Mind blowing. Yeah, yeah.
1: no, I, I agree. He he was something special. And I say even so, I still thought he had a great career, and I loved the guy. And yeah, and I do think we we have we haven't replaced him in the team. We haven't, we haven't done. That. And you know, unfortunately, um, you know, we're where we are on the back of the fact that uh, we don't have a player like that. And, yeah, Andrew's made a good point there, actually, the goal against Galatasaray. Oh, what a goal that
3: was, wasn't it? Oh, that was a On his weaker well, foot as well, on his, on his left foot.
1: foot.
3: Yeah, yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable, yeah. brick-taking. That was a great goal. And, um, I'll say just,
0: something as well. Arteta, Arteta strikes me as the manager that would have got the best out of Ramsey as well, if he did still been yeah. at the club. Yeah, probably
3: some great goals. You remember the one against Norwich? You've got two against Norwich, one at home yeah, one yeah. away. The away goal. Oh, oh, ridiculous. Oh. ridiculous. 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 <laughs> yeah. don't, don't, don't get me all depressed now, like, you know. <laughs> Willock's
1: goal against Liverpool in the cup last year. That was a good strike as well, wasn't it? Very good yeah. strike. Yeah, very good strike. Yeah. Probably
3: probably left out the next game, though.
1: Yeah. Well, I'll tell wasn't manager then, so pretty no, no no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Anyway, I mean that, that's been it's been a great show, guys. Thanks. Um thanks both of you guys for coming on. Paul, where can people find you on
0: social media? Uh just on Twitter. You can see my handle there, um at dawsey two eight zero one. So yeah, just yeah, head over, drop me a follow and um yeah, hopefully get involved in more of your shows uh, more of your shows moving forward.
1: you know, you're not got your own channel set up yet then.
0: <laughs> Started. I've not... made a start. I've got some ideas, but oh. I've been away in Scotland for two weeks and, yeah, just haven't really got my arse in gear in terms of getting it up and running. So, um, yeah, it's in the pipeline.
1: Well, now lockdown's on. You've got more time to get it done, haven't you? Right, exactly,
0: well. yeah. No excuse now. <laughs> no excuse. It's It's
1: been a pleasure um, having you on again. And, of course, Lee, Thank first you, time on his channel. It's been fantastic. Thanks for coming on. No, I um, well, well.
0: always
3: anything for you, Rich. You know that, like, you know, so uh, even though you beat me at quizzes every time, but... <laughs> uh, 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 you know, uh, it's been a pleasure. I'm glad, I'm, glad you, I'm glad your show's going really well. I'm, I'm really pleased for you.
1: No, thanks for coming on. And I'm, I'm sure everyone knows where to find you. and uh, you
3: yeah. yeah. You know, i are. not everywhere,
1: mate. do <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, obviously, thanks to Andrew as well for, for being on a bit early. I know he had to shoot off because he's uh, got other stuff going on this evening. Um, so, just if you, uh, you know, thanks to all the guys in the chat as well, actually. There's been some great comments and in there. Obviously, Lee's got a, f- a few fans as well, as we'd expect, <laughs> Um, you know, we've had uh, DWTT has been in again, and Russ obviously as well. Um, there was Luca was in earlier as well, and Ben as well. So, thanks for all you guys as well. And uh, Harry as well made an appearance, didn't he? Commenting on Lee's yeah. hair it was uh, yeah. which was I so <laughs> thanks, thanks for you guys for uh, for, for watching. Thanks for the guys in the chat. So, if you haven't done, please um, give the channel a subscribe and give it a like as well. Um, I've got some great stuff coming up this week, coming up into the Leeds game, I'll be previewing that. Um, the lead game as well. Um plus the obviously Europa leagues after that again, isn't it? particularly think be coming thick and faster games. So there'll always be lots of stuff going on. I'll probably try and put out a few more videos as well. I'm starting a new I'm going to be starting a new series of videos doing um my sort of favorite players in each position over the years, sort of two or three for each position that I've watched over the years. So I might start that over the weekend um and, and go through mm-hmm. a you know, maybe me top 50 players or something like that, you know, that I've enjoyed watching for Arsenal. I don't know how many of the last 10 years there'll be and how many players from there. I'm sure there might be one or two. <laughs> I'm sure most of them will probably be um, up to about year 2006 probably, but we'll see. Um So, but yeah, so stay tuned for that. So thanks very much for watching. Thanks for you guys um for coming on. Um It's been brilliant. I have really enjoyed it. I hope you've enjoyed watching it. Um And of course, in the meantime, as always, we always like to, Finish the same way, don't we? Come on, you gunners! Come on, you gunners!
3: <laughs> oh, you <laughs>